You're listening to the Glow Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Sun. I'm a spiritual baddie who is passionate about real transformation. These raw and unfiltered conversations are meant to break off limiting beliefs and leave you feeling more free to be your truest self. Let's dive deep. Hello everyone, welcome to Glow Radio episode 108. So today I'm so excited for this episode because it's going to be a very astrology heavy episode. It's just going to be a very nerdy episode but I'm going to do my best to make it as clear and digestible as I can. Today we're going to talk about astrology compatibility which I feel like is a topic that so many people are interested in. I get so many questions on my Instagram accounts asking me about astrology compatibility. So I'm just going to dive deep into my thoughts about it and I'm going to talk about why it's not so obvious and what to look for in your charts and how it can be very different for everyone. So what I want to remind you guys is that astrology is not a black or white science. It's not definitive and what I share on my social media is based on my learning and my experiences. There are some other people that may disagree with me and that's totally fine because I feel like every astrologer has their own practice and their own thoughts. And astrology compatibility is really not as simple as your sun sign compatibility like just because your sun signs are quote-unquote compatible with each other it might not mean that you will get along and what I share about the signs it might not apply to every single person with that sign because there are evolved traits and shadow traits to every single astrology sign out there And what I mean by this is that an evolved trait is someone who has gone through their healing, they have healed their past traumas, they have developed themselves through life and they've chosen to reflect and to grow. That is what an evolved trait is. And shadow traits are traits that are the darker side of that zodiac sign. They could come up if you haven't reflected and you haven't looked at yourself and dealt with your traumas and those shadow tendencies can come out of you. So, and for myself, I do prefer someone who has a bit of a more different chart than myself because I find that when someone is very similar to me and quote-unquote extremely compatible sometimes it acts too much as a mirror for myself and you know it shows me my own insecurities and the things that I'm still dealing with so I find that it's actually more challenging for me to get along with people who are quote-unquote more compatible with myself but I am going to go into more of the intricacies today of astrology and how sometimes you can find compatible traits that are not so obvious, that are not just in your big three or your big six. And I actually did a poll on my astrology Instagram account at astrobabe1234 if you guys aren't following it yet. And I asked you guys, do you prefer to be friends or get into relationships with people who are more familiar or I mean more similar to you 
or more different. And actually the majority of you said more different as well. So I'm glad that we can relate to each other. So that's a little intro of what's going to go down in this episode. I'm truly entering a new season of my life right now. Like the new moon in Virgo just passed and I was actually moving the weekend before the new moon. I used to live in Vancouver, Canada, and I just moved to the island with my boyfriend. It's been a crazy journey. I'm super excited for this new chapter of our lives. And I feel like it's bringing up some more healing that I, I need to be aware of inside me because moving actually brings up a lot of past traumas for me, I feel like, because I had two very drastic moving experiences that were kind of negative. So when I was young, I actually grew up in Alberta. I was born there and I moved from Calgary to Vancouver with my parents because of my dad's career. And that was pretty traumatic for me, you know, being so young. I was like eight years old, leaving all my friends at that time, moving here. I didn't realize that I actually had a lot of resentment towards my parents about that move. I kind of figured that out when I was going through, you know, mentorship and things like that. So that was the first traumatic moving experience. And the second one was when I was with my toxic ex, who I was with for 13 years. I moved with him from Canada to Hong Kong. And that was just a very traumatic experience, you know, being in the toxic relationship. I felt so alone after moving and even though there were a lot of positive experiences from that move I met a lot of my close girlfriends but it was just yeah a difficult time so I feel like moving just kind of reminds my body of those traumatic incidents even though this is such a positive move you know I'm with a healthy partner now he's so supportive and but I feel like the trauma is still stored in my body my body just feels a bit nervous but I know that I'm going to get through this and it's just a crazy, crazy transformation, especially with that new moon that just passed. So that's kind of what's going on in my life right now and just settling into this new location. So that's a little update. And let's dive into all the astrology. So if you guys know, I have a one profile in my human design and the one really makes me an investigator. I want to dive deep into the topics that I am passionate about. And so that's why I'm like so obsessed with, you know, learning everything about astrology and just digging deep into it. I feel like that's just a side of me that I've learned to embrace. So first of all, I'm going to talk about the big six in astrology and most of this episode is going to base it's going to be based on my personal relationship with Sean because I I've just learned so much about compatibility just looking at our symmetry and learning about the different aspects of astrology so if you just look at let's start simple let's start with our big three okay so I'm a Pisces sun I am a Virgo moon and a Virgo rising Sean is a Leo sun with a Sagittarius moon and a Libra rising. So if you just look at our big three, there's actually not much compatibility there. I feel like maybe you could say, you know, Libra and Virgo are beside each other on in the zodiac chart. And usually, you know, signs that are conjunct, there's a lot of similarities there. But it's not a very obvious compatible, you know, trait. 
And if you look at them, I would say that they're actually not very compatible. Virgo and Sag, they are squaring, and I have seen a lot of Virgo Sag relationships, like Beyonce and Jay Z. They're a Virgo Sag relationship, and you know, squaring signs can have a lot of chemistry between them, but they can have a lot of, you know, tension and conflict too because they don't understand each other. But thankfully, I have not experienced that much in my own relationship. Let's dive a little bit deeper. So that's our big three. If you want to go into the big six. So my Mercury is in Aries. Sean's Mercury is in Leo. My Venus is in Pisces. His Venus is in Virgo. My Mars is in Aquarius. And his Mars is in Gemini. So if you go into the big six, then here's where you can see more of the compatibility. So our Mercury signs are both fire elements, very compatible. Our Mars signs are both air elements, which are also very compatible. And even though our Venus signs, our Venus signs are actually opposite, they're opposing. So my Venus is in Pisces, Virgo, Venus for Sean. And you know the saying how it goes, opposites attract. I do feel like that happens a lot in astrology, but because he has a Virgo Venus, it is in conjunction with my Virgo moon. So that is very helpful in a relationship. I feel like especially I personally feel like Virgo is kind of a bit of a challenging sign because it's so self-critical on itself. And maybe because it's my moon sign, I feel those emotions very strongly because your moon sign represents your deepest needs in your life. And when those needs aren't met, I find that you're just kind of shaken up like you might embody more of your shadow traits because your moon sign is not being the needs are not being met so if you look at you know our big six there's where that's where the compatibility comes in I personally do love seeing mercury compatibility like when they are in the same element the same sign I love that and when Mars is in the same element or the same sign, I do love that as well because I'm someone who's come from, you know, a 13-year toxic relationship and I found that we had a lot of communication problems. Also, you know, because he probably embodied more of the shadow traits of his sign. I'm not saying that you can't get along with someone who doesn't have a compatible Mercury sign as you, but to me, I found that very important and I've just looked at the relationships in my life and I see that almost all of my friends have a fire mercury and I feel like we just communicate better we get each other we just understand what like our thought processes I do have some friends who are an earth mercury and while I do understand them because my chart is very earth dominant Virgo moon Virgo rising and I have a lot of earth in my houses too I do feel like we do get along, but it's not as smooth as my fire sign friends. So to me, Mercury compatibility is very important in a relationship. But saying that, I have seen friends who are in relationships with, you know, different elements in their Mercury signs. So for example, I know someone who has an Earth Mercury and, an, and their partner is an Air Mercury, but 
there's also you know air signs in her chart and he has earth in his chart so they can understand each other in other aspects of like the different planets but because the mercury sign is not compatible like directly i do find that they have communication challenges and things to overcome but it doesn't mean that it can't work so my conclusion here i guess is to figure out what is most important for you you know and sometimes this is like a co-creation with the universe because it also depends on what the universe has planned for your higher self and what you are meant to learn in this lifetime and for me i feel like because communication is such an important aspect of my life i really wanted my partner to have a similar mercury sign as me so that we can communicate smoothly another thing i want to mention here is so i am a virgo rising and your rising represents your chart ruler if you guys are not familiar with this i'm going to explain it to you i'm going to do this slowly and clearly because i feel like it can confuse some of you so whatever your rising sign is the planet that rules that sign you want to look at where it sits in your chart so i'm a virgo rising virgo is ruled by mercury all right so Mercury, my Mercury sign in my chart is Aries. So Mercury is like my chart ruler, meaning, you know, communication is very important to me. And that's why I understand, you know, why I was looking for this in a partner. And Aries, I feel like even though in my natal chart, I don't like I'm not fire dominant, but I do feel like my Aries Mercury stands out a lot. It's kind of like my favorite part of my chart so it makes sense why I look for communication and I'm also going to dive deeper into a bunch of other aspects of astrology which kind of show why communication is important to me as well so that's first starting about the big six that was already a lot to take in so I hope that made sense for you guys I do want to add here if we just look at the natal chart the my sun and my mercury sign are in the eighth house the eighth house is ruled by scorpio so i do have a lot of scorpio energy in my sun in my mercury i've talked about this on my instagram account where if you look at where your mercury is placed in your houses you might be able to find out what you are interested in talking about what you love to have conversations and discussions about so because my mercury is in the eighth house the eighth house is ruled by scorpio so scorpio is all about deep transformation about mystery about ta taboo topics things that people might not want to talk about vulnerable things and i feel like that is so true for me because that's exactly what i talk about on my podcast i love sharing the deepest darkest shit with you guys and it's just what i'm so passionate about so that's my sun and my Mercury in the eighth house. And if you look at my boyfriend's chart, his Mars is in his eighth house. So there's also Scorpio energy there. And even though if you look at his big six, there's no water energy in there. Like it's all fire and earth and a little bit of air too. So it's funny because in the past, I always thought that I wanted to get with someone who was very water dominant. This is when I was manifesting my dream partner. I always thought, oh, 
I'm probably going to get with a Cancer because I'm a Pisces, you know, Cancers and Pisces really get along. And I just thought that that was what was going to happen. But it's funny because when, you know, when everything started falling into place, the universe kind of gave me what was best for me, but it was so unexpected. And that's what I want to remind you guys of, you know, sometimes when we are manifesting our dream partner in our life, if we are knowledgeable in astrology, for example, we might be thinking, oh, I'm compatible with this sign and this sign and that's who I want to date. But also be open to what the universe has to offer. You know, sometimes it's not so clear. I always thought I was going to be with a Cancer, maybe a Taurus moon. I actually attract a lot of Taurus moons in my life. I have a lot of friends with Taurus moons. But that is not who I ended up being in a relationship with. So just keep that in mind. Some other aspects I want to mention about our natal charts here is that Sean's Venus is in his 11th house, which is ruled by Aquarius. So he, do, he does have some Aquarius traits, and I do feel like my chart is very Aquarius dominant. So I have an Aquarius Mars, and... If you look at you know other aspects of my chart I also have some more Aquarius energy so I feel like we understand each other that way and if you look at the seventh house in astrology so the seventh house determines how we act in long-term one-on-one relationships it determines how we act and what we might look for in those types of relationships so Sean's seventh house is in Aries and my seventh house is in Pisces. And this is interesting because if you just look at our natal charts, you might not really see those energies much. Like I have an Aries Mercury, that's about it. And Sean doesn't have like any Pisces in his signs at all. I think he only has like a Pisces sixth house. But I'm gonna dive deeper into some other aspects of astrology that might explain why we are compatible. So next up here, I want to go into the Vedic astrology. So I don't normally read Vedic astrology. I'm not like super familiar with it, but I do like to glance at it, you know, and kind of see what someone's signs are in the Vedic astrology. So in Vedic astrology, I am still a Pisces sun, but Sean is actually a Cancer sun. And I feel like that's where, you know, the compatibility might lie, that Pisces-Cancer connection. In Vedic astrology, I have a Leo moon and a Leo rising, which is really interesting because Sean is a Leo in his tropical chart. And if you look at Sean's Vedic chart, so he still has a Sag moon. And if he has a Sag moon, actually, and I have a Leo moon, that is very compatible because those are both fire elements. And he has a Virgo ascendant in the Vedic chart. And I have a Virgo rising in the tropical chart. So kind of interesting to see those kind of overlap and if you look at our mercury signs in the vedic chart i have a pisces mercury and sean has a cancer mercury so they are very compatible there and our venus signs i have an aquarius venus and sean has a leo venus and while those are like it's kind of like what i call second level compatibility this is like just terms that i made up for myself so if you are the same element as someone in a certain planet, then that is very compatible. But if there's two, there's kind of two sides to this. So water signs and earth signs tend to be more compatible. 
fire signs and air signs tend to be more compatible. So in the Vedic chart here, I have an Aquarius Venus, which is an air sign, and Sean has a Leo Venus, which is a fire sign. So fire and air are still considered compatible, even though they're not like first level compatibility. So there's that. And then I have a Capricorn Mars, and he has a Taurus Mars, which are compatible. You know, both are Earth signs. So that's very interesting. When I learned about the Vedic chart, I was like, okay, I do see. If you kind of compare that with the tropical natal chart, you can see, you know, overlaps there and how we could be more compatible. And the next up here, I want to go into degree theory. So this is by someone named Nicola. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to try it. And this is actually one of my newest favorite things that I've learned about astrology. So this is about degrees. And I'm going to try to explain this in a very understandable way. So whatever degree your sign is in, that degree relates to another sign. Okay, I'm going to give you guys just a simple example here. So let's say... I'm a Pisces sun at one degrees, all right? One degrees relates to Aries. So I would be a Pisces sun with Aries influence. And this made so much sense to me once I started finding out Sean's degrees, my friend's degrees, and it makes a lot of sense because sometimes you might see someone and you're like, okay, they're a Sagittarius. But I feel like they also have, you know, like Taurus traits sometimes, but there's no Taurus in their chart. It could be because their Sagittarius sign is in a Taurus degree. So let's dive into my chart and Sean's chart and the degrees. So I'm a Pisces at a Taurus degree. And I think that's just so funny because I told you guys I attract a lot of Taurus moons and actually a lot of my friends, their signs I found out are at Taurus degrees. It makes a lot of sense. I love to indulge. I love food. I love luxuries. So that made a lot of sense to me. And Sean is a Leo at a Cancer degree. So that's kind of where, you know, the Pisces Cancer compatibility comes up again. You know, I was thinking that I would get with someone who is a Cancer, but even though Sean is not a Cancer, you can see that there's a lot of Cancer influence in his different aspects of astrology. So both of our moon signs, my moon in Virgo, his moon in Sag, they're both at an Aries degree. And I feel like that's like so on point because I feel like you know, moon sign compatibility, a lot of people say is very important in astrology. So when I met Sean, I was like, you know, our moon signs are not really like compatible. If you just take a, like surface look at it, but seeing that they're both at the same degree in an Aries degree, I can see why we can relate to each other. My Virgo ascendant is at a Virgo degree. So I'm like, very much a Virgo rising and Sean is a Libra rising at an Aries degree. He has a lot of Aries degrees, let me just tell you guys. And then my Aries Mercury is at an Aquarius degree, which I feel like is very true. You know, I'm pretty Aquarius 
influence. Like I love new things. I hate routine. I love talking about random, you know, philosophies and things like that. Sean is a Leo Mercury at a Virgo degree. So another Virgo element there. I feel like that's why we understand each other because I have so much Virgo in my chart. Let me get into our Venus signs now. So my Venus is in Pisces at a Gemini degree. I was like, oh my goodness, that is just chaotic energy right there. Pisces, Gemini's together, chaos. And seeing that actually made a lot of sense because I love to have discussions in my relationships with my friends, my partner. You know, I love communication. And like I said earlier, communication is so important to me because Virgo is ruled by Mercury, that is my chart ruler. Both Gemini and Virgo are ruled by Mercury, the planet of communication. So that is also why communication is so important to me, seeing that my Pisces Venus is at a Gemini degree. Sean's Virgo Venus is at an Aries degree, super Aries. And my Aquarius Mars is in a Sag degree. So true because I'm honestly, you know, when I'm in a Sag mood, because my fifth house is also in Sagittarius, I am crazy. I'm reckless. I'm just like a free spirit having fun. I feel like that's just what Sages are all about. And Sean's Gemini Mars is in a Scorpio degree. So it's interesting seeing Sean's degrees because there is some water there in the Cancer Sun, Scorpio Mars. And in mine, it's actually a bit more air, fire, it's kind of like all over the place and I don't have many water degrees. I almost, how, how I would explain this is that like, I'm more of water normally, but I have a lot of, you know, fire tendencies actually. And Sean is more of a fire person, but he has a lot of water tendencies. So it's interesting to see those influences because they're, they're not very obvious when I explain them to you guys. It's not so straight up as like, oh, are our sun signs compatible? Like, I hope that by me explaining this to you shows you that there is so much depth to astrology. And it, when someone asks me, you know, like, which signs are compatible, it's actually very difficult for me to answer that question based off of the knowledge that I know because it's not a, a straight up answer. It's not as clear as, okay, like this sign is compatible with this sign. So that's on degree theory and next up, one of the next things I want to talk about is a new thing I learned. It's called the draconic birth chart and oh my goodness, when I learned about this, it blew my mind. So draconic, it's spelled D-R-A-C-O-N-I-C. So this is something still fairly new to me. So I'm going to explain to the best of my ability what my understanding is. So the draconic birth chart all the signs turn counterclockwise until the north node is at zero degrees Aries. And this birth chart represents your higher self before it meets your physical self. It tells you who you really are. And it's more an internal energy. So people will not see the side of you or they may not see it, especially if they don't know you very well. But the natal chart is who you are after growing up and being affected by your environment and society just like going through your life is kind of what makes up your natal chart so in 
the draconic chart oh my goodness guys i was so shocked to find this out i am actually a gemini sun which again shows that communication is very important to me i am a scorpio moon scorpio ascendant cancer mercury taurus venus taurus mars so learning about the draconic birth chart what i've learned is that if you embrace the traits of your draconic birth chart then you will feel more fulfilled and you might become you know become your higher self if you embrace these traits and it might not be natural to you you know like it's something you kind of need to be aware of for sean's draconic chart he is a scorpio sun pisces moon capricorn ascendant scorpio mercury sagittarius venus and a virgo mars so right right away you can see the moon sign compatibility so i have a scorpio moon and he has a pisces moon and this is the first time that i'm seeing pisces in any type of chart for sean and because i have you know the seventh house pisces i'm seeing it in his draconic chart and i'm like okay maybe that is where the compatibility is and in the draconic chart your moon sign is actually the most important and it's how you express yourself so mine is scorpio moon and i feel like that very much i do feel like i have a lot of scorpio influences tendencies mentioning that you know in my regular birth chart my sun and my mercury are in the eighth house ruled by scorpio and i just love scorpio topics like i love transformation deep things so yeah very very interesting and there's a lot of taurus in my draconic birth chart taurus venus taurus mars kind of makes sense why i do normally attract a lot of taurus signs especially taurus moons so that was just something very, very interesting that I learned. I hope that you guys understood some of this episode. I know I was getting like really deep and nerdy into everything. But hopefully that helps you see that astrology compatibility is not always obvious. And just because someone may, might not necessarily look compatible for you at first glance, you might have a lot of compatible traits if you dive deeper especially if it is someone you are already in a relationship with you are already in a friendship with and my main message here is to be open and when you're trying to manifest something in your life like i said when you're trying to manifest your dream partner hold on to it loosely and be open to receiving what the universe has for you because i feel like in the experiences i've had in my life a lot of the time the universe gives me pretty much exactly what I want but what it looks like is very different and very unexpected it's something that I hadn't even imagined yet and it's usually even better than what I wanted like I will be like I have I want these things you know I'll give a list to the universe but the universe gives me even beyond that so I like to use astrology as you know, just a guideline to learn more about communication styles, how to understand people better, and how to develop a better connection in my relationships. I don't see it as the be-all, end-all. Like I said, there are no right or wrong answers. It's not clearly black and white. So I hope that you can use astrology as a tool like that in your own life as well. 
So thank you so much for listening to this episode, guys. If you did enjoy the podcast, make sure to go leave a review on iTunes. It helps more people discover the podcast. And I will chat with you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much. I love you all, and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you.